gentlemen welcome to another episode of the bobcast with you as always is bob live in the natural lounge staring at the ouija boards i think it's december the 6th it snowed this morning i'm off it's early as i record this podcast because yesterday i worked a double and you know what how do i okay so what i'm about to tell you this next story may or may not be true could be fiction could be non-fiction also I'm telling you this on my podcast in a fictional world, okay? So it's not reality. It's not what happened to me yesterday. So I had one of the most stressful days of work ever yesterday. I I have a boss who, um, I forgive him. Let's just say that off the bat. I forgive him. But he's difficult to work with, you know? When I first start working with him, I was scared of him in a way that I hadn't been scared of before. And it was like the type of fear that I don't know if I'm going to snap and stand up for myself in front of this dude and lose my job like that on the drop of a hat. And as you all know, if you know me and you've been listening to this for over 400 and what, one episodes, I don't do well when others are threatened. I, I don't do well. Excuse me. I don't do well when I bear witness to somebody being ridiculed, made fun of, uh, verbally assaulted. I just don't, I don't stand for it, dude. You know, I just don't. And like, uh, in the beginning, you know, like one of the things that's so hard about life for me in general is the, you know, I don't, I never committed a crime. I never went to jail, but I feel like I'm in jail sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm in this invisible penitentiary of my soul because I can't quit because of this amazing word called insurance. Forgive me for saying this because I haven't said the F word in a while. Shout out to Ben, but fuck insurance, dude. Fuck that. Okay, two times. The fact that we got to pay out of our pocket to be taken care of when we're injured, hurt, embattled for me i gotta pay out of pocket for my uh mental health bills they don't acknowledge therapy as being something that's covered by insurance you can apply to do like what's called a super bill and you gotta like verify like why you're asking to have insurance cover partial payments of it i always say something in the part in the (laughs) the summary as to why i'm asking for this is because i'm crazy dude you know, and you want me working out there in society, the nine to five or the eight to four or whatever the fuck. I got to be able to go to therapy. I got therapy later today. And matter of fact, in two hours, you know what I mean? And like, it's annoying, dude. It's so annoying. I've, I've had this like burden over me really since, since becoming a father, I I shouldn't say a burden because it's terrible. Being a father is amazing. Okay, let's clear clear the air here. What's not fun 
is having awesome insurance that it's just my insurance is so good that I can't leave my job. You know what I mean? And like, I I enjoy my job. I love it. But you know, like I, I just, as a prerequisite, I'm saying I've never liked work. Okay. Ever. Not one day was I a hundred percent like, here we go to save the day. No, dude. No. And I'm not trying to be negative. Okay. I'm just telling you what my gut or my soul feels. Do I want to stay home all day and do nothing? No. Do I want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be creative. I want to talk. I want to preach. I want to do whatever. You know what I mean? But most importantly, I like being outside now. I love being in nature. It doesn't matter that the leaves are gone. It doesn't matter that it looks like, you know, a winter tundra out here after the, the precipitation early this morning. I mean, I enjoy, I, I, I'll be honest with you, you know what? I guess it wasn't a job because I had to pay ten ninety nine on it, but I enjoy doing DoorDash, dude. I listen to podcasts all day. I was getting exercise because I was a fast DoorDasher. You know what I mean? I ain't walking around with somebody's combo meal, taking my daily, daily time. I was the speedster at Chick-fil-A at the Plymouth Meeting Mall, and I loved it, dude. One, there was no interaction with people because let's face it, people can screw everything up. You know what I mean? As much as I love people and I like being around them, in the customer service environment, leave me alone. Uh, two, I was wearing a mask. So like I got over, you know, being embarrassed that I was a 40 year old man <laughs> serving people soft drinks <laughs> in my sweatpants. You know, but I, I loved it. I loved being out and about because I did have fear in the beginning. I was like a lot of other people. And you probably saw me posting stuff on Facebook, maybe even about like, Take this shit seriously. It's going to kill you. You know what? It did kill some people, but like, did I go overboard? You better believe it. But then after I checked myself at the mental health front door and, uh, you know, I got, I got some, you know, I got some clarity, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, stay inside no more, dude. Cause if I stay inside, I'm going to lose my mind. Same thing would apply if I didn't have a job. I wouldn't stay inside. I wouldn't play video games. I wouldn't, as much as I like playing guitar, I like to do it in like bits and pieces. I don't like to go overboard with anything. Because when you go overboard, you become something of a nut job. You know? Oh, he's in his room playing a guitar again. You can't catch me doing the same thing. That's a lie. I'm sorry. It is the truth. Uh, you can catch me doing some stuff. My wife can attest to that. But, you know, I mean, like my life force, you know what I mean? Like the time I spend, like, would I much rather be with my son all day long? Yeah. I mean, as much as he, you know, like this time's limited. You know what I mean? He's seven. I got eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, maybe five more Christmases left where he's still my little boy before he starts to change into the man that he's destined to become. And I got to spend all this other time taking orders from this guy at work. Come on, dude. You know, my wife said to me last night, she was like, have you ever had a job that was like 100% ebb and flow and or even flow? I don't know how to say Like, in other words, everything was peachy. You know what I mean? There was no issues at work, no problems amongst peers, management. And the answer is no. See, with DoorDash, I was my own boss. Yeah, I would get a robot calling me and I'd be like, whatever, robot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sorry, I didn't get there in time. My bad. But when it comes to people, I've had some bosses who go for the jugular when it comes to dropping down their authority or like, you know, the way that some management. See, I was a manager once, an assistant manager at Nordstrom's Cafe. And for the people who listen to the podcast who may or may not have encountered me there, 
I was a kind boss. Okay. And you always remember your kind bosses. You know what I mean? You, I guess, yeah, you also remember the dickheads. This minion hat's still hanging by the tree here, by the way. Still out here. I think I might claim it, you know? Wash it. Give it a home. I see some hair in here. It could be DNA. We could do a little test here on the Bobcast, you know? Huh. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang it somewhere else now because it's been in the same position for so long. Dude, the sun's coming out. Take off my hood. Up, oh, lost my sunglasses. <laughs> You're getting it all right here, you know? But as I was saying, maybe you're somebody who's lucky out there and you got a job that you, you love it. You are in love with going to work. Please give me a call. <laughs> Just give me a call so you can tell me what it's like. Because, look, I, some days are great days, right? But my boss, I forgive him. And also, too, I hate to say this, I love him. You know what I mean? Like, I've learned to, like, separate work and life well and i i think that that was as a result of going to therapy and then medication as well because when you have over compulsive disorder and you bring your work home with you it is a torture cell especially like i mean i don't teach no more you know but i am you know working with students and i do recall several evenings when i was a teacher beating myself up because i had failed as a teacher that day or i had failed implementing a lesson i was hard on myself you know i was real hard on myself and that was all pre-pandemic man like pandemic i was like it's time dude if there's any ever time to like figure out why i'm ticking the wrong way it was then you know and maybe you're, I, I actually encounter people all the time like this who have never gone to therapy have never gone and talked to their family doctor about their mental health issues because they're so embarrassed and it's like look first off i love you you know, and I feel you 100%. You know what I mean? I, it's being like, I, and recently I even, like, I used to think it was a male machismo type thing, like a masculine type thing, energy being like, nah, 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 I don't need no Dr. Melfi. Don't look at me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> but I say, <saying>, like, <laughs> Uh, I used to think that, but recently I met, or I didn't meet, I, I, I talked to somebody I've known for a while, and uh, she asked me for some help, assistance, finding some sort of therapist or recommendation as to some sort of medication, what the difference between an SSRI and SSNRI, or excuse me, SNRI is, and I was more than happy to help, but I was obliged to because I feel that that is something that would be a good job for me. I mean, if I had time, I would love to become a therapist. I, I, maybe that's maybe this is what this walk's all about. It's time for me to become Dr. Cahill. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a psychologist because it seems like the psychologist stories I hear. I've only been to a therapist, too, for those folks out there who have never been to mental health boot camp. Therapy and psychology, a little bit different. One can give you drugs, the other can't. Some suck, some don't. It's just the way it is. I've been fortunate enough to have a really great therapist. Lauren. Gratitude. Peace. Greatest catchphrase ever. Simple too for me to get my shit together was that's their shit, not your shit. That's their shit, not your shit.
great catchphrase for the empath who walks into a room and starts to drive themselves crazy because somebody looked down when they introduced themselves in a negative way. So yesterday was real stressful, right? I was so stressful that like I couldn't, I, I mean, like I'll be honest with you. Okay, I didn't sleep through the night. My dreams were terrible. I woke up with a migraine. And I, when I get migraines, dude, I, I, I got to get sick. And I know some of you may have to turn off because I've met people, legit phobia. I forget the name of the nausea phobia, but there is one. There's a lot of phobias, by the way. But um, yeah, I, I had side-splitting headache. And, you know, it's like, it's almost like my body being like, dude, no, you know, no more. And, uh, yeah, I comped enough hours because I worked, like, you know, 14 hours yesterday. I was like, I'm taking off, dude, you know, so I'm off. I'm here with you. It's nice out. It snowed. And you know what? It used to be that I would have such guilt, part of the fog, fear, obligation, and guilt. I would have such guilt about taking off and not working, you know? I, I would have such uh, ill thoughts upon myself because I thought I was worthless and I needed to be a part of the team. I was just recalling to myself the other day when I had gotten a job at Cinema Cake, which was like a premier wedding videography service, which is now in King of Prussia. They were they hired me in the middle of their move from West Country to King of Prussia, right? And they asked me, they were like, hey, can you start Saturday because we're moving and we could use your help? And I was like, nah, I'll be uh, coming in on Monday. I've got plans for this weekend. And you know what? Sorry, God, and sorry, audience, but I lied. I'm sure you've lied about stuff like this too. Like I just met you and you want me to, you know, help you lug all this shit over to King of Prussia? And I went home, and I was all set, ready to go start working on Monday. And I let the G, the G money of the fog set in. Guilt, dude. I was like, ah, man, they're never going to trust me because I totally could have helped at the time I was lifting pretty heavy. And, you know, I felt like I got stronger, blah, 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 me, me, me. And, uh, yeah, I just felt like maybe they'll like me a little bit more if I pitch in. That wasn't the case at all because the staff... Management was awesome, too, by the way, but it, it's a whole other story. But the staff, they didn't give two shits that I came. I did go. I went and I helped them move. And uh, I really got no merit from it because later during my occupation there, they all like they wanted like they had such high expectations for me, but yet themselves weren't completing their daily tasks. And I'm sure many of you have had that before, too. Right. Where like the boss is telling you what to do. And you're like, but dude, you're not even doing it right. That's the loop of insanity that one can find themselves in, stuck in this man-made construct known as occupation. My thoughts would be so clear. My life would be so <sighs> complete, really, if I could just do me all day long. And also, it's like I, I put on a mask, you know, like when I'm at work, you know, like, I think we all do, but maybe some of us don't. I've, I've been privileged a couple of times to work in a place, worked at a Quaker school back in 2013 for a couple of years. And I felt like I was me there, you know, and then the Achilles of it was it didn't pay much. So I couldn't stay. And that's the other thing, right? Am I motivated by money? No, dude. No. I've had it and I have not had it. 
And you know what I know is that it only brings shit. <laughs> it just does, man. You know, it just does. And like, you know, being stuck in an occupation because people rely on you. People rely on you and your great insurance to take care of their family. God forbid, knock on wood, if something bad was to happen, right? I'm sure lots of you out there have this. And I'm sure lots of you probably have a loved one, spouse, or friend, or kindred. I don't, somebody who, it would have to be obviously somebody that, you know, is a family member supporting you with insurance. And in the back of your mind, you're like, God forbid he ever loses his shit at work and just quits, you know? Because then what will we do? Our child needs this medication. Our child needs this. I need this. I need that, right? So it's like one has to quell their soul, their character, their morals at work. Bite your lip. And not, t- not talk about how you really feel. Be professional. Dude, like I said, even the stuff I really wanted to do, I did. And, you know, that also comes with its own set of problems. Being in a band, lots of problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did it for over a decade with Downtown Harvest. Being in a band, trying to make it, traveling to Los Angeles, traveling to, you know, all over the place to try to make it. Pursuing a dream. A lot of hard work. A lot of sweat. A lot of waiting around. A lot of tears. Worth it, yes. But at the same time, it's, it's you know, Jim Carrey said it best. He wishes everybody could achieve their goals and dreams and make a fortune so they could realize it's not the answer. You know? And it's just, you know, I, I'm praying to you, God. Like, it's like, I don't really, I just, I'm not asking to win the lotto. I'm not asking to... I just want to be happy, you know, and I just want to be completely in control of my art. And I want to be able to like, what did it, uh, there's that line in the last of us, um, episode four, the one where it's like the two lovers at the end of the world. And when they're out, uh, the one character says to the other with long hair, he's like, I probably misquote this, but he says something to the effect, uh, by paying it, Paying attention to things is how we show that we care. And I always like that line because it's like, I care about music. I care about worship music now. I care about the songs I got to learn for December the 17th at Storehouse Church, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. I'm plugging my own bass performance up there, baby. You want to see me play E, A, D, and G? Come on down. You want me to slap on the bass? I'll slap on the bass. You want me to worship the Christ? I'll worship the Christ. But the occupation thing, man, it's really, you know, I woke up, I was sick. You know what I mean? Like, I got to be honest, too. I don't think it's 100% just all because of anxiety. Teresa came home uh, from dinner from her family, and she had some leftovers from Applebee's. And she had a half of a cheeseburger, and I ate the cheeseburger, right? And here's the deal, is that um, Teresa has uh, oh, thank you, appreciate you. Teresa has a hemochromatosis, so she has, you know, too much iron in her blood, so she's got to watch the red meat intake, and we found that out probably about, like, a decade ago, so for the past decade, I haven't been consuming red meat as much. I, I can't even recall the last time I had a steak, but I noticed a pattern 
I mean, I, I think that I'm just, I, I don't do red meat no more. I, I think I got sick the last time she made some good wumpkies. You know what a gumpki is? If you don't, you got to look it up. It's basically a stuffed pepper. You could say stuffed pepper or you could say gumpki. If you say gumpki, you're already on your way. You're halfway on your way to success. So, yeah, yesterday was stressful. You know, like I'm the only one in my division who understands live performance, who understands sound, who understands uh, everything that can go wrong, you know, and um, they wanted me to stream and uh, I, I handled the video and audio. Right? I, I know how to get on the Internet, but what I don't know how to do is get access to the network. I don't know how to do that stuff. So I ran an internet test as I do in any room that you're about to stream in because I have made the mistake before of trying to stream in rooms that don't have really good MBPS, okay? If you don't know what that means, don't really make a difference. But I can tell you, the higher the better, okay? So I checked the room and it's like reading like 18, right? Can't stream. I told my boss that earlier in the day. And he was like, because this was for another department. And he says to me, he goes, what does he say? He says, I told them they can't do that. That's their problem. That's not my mess. That's theirs. But then word got back that the internet didn't work. And that does lay on him, right? So then he got involved. And then once he gets involved, he, you know, just starts the whole process of coming out strong. And how you guys doing? Morning. You, you know comes I mean? out the gate acting crazy you know what i mean like he just he just yells you know what i mean he yells at me and he puts me in like this like flight mode you know and like i know he doesn't mean it either because i know his personality now after observing him for so long that's the other thing if you ever become my boss dude i'm gonna know everything about you it's just how it goes you know i don't know if it's like it's just how i've always been i I, I, if I'm going to take orders, I need to know everything, you know? And the fact of the matter is, this guy messes stuff up. He doesn't recall information. But this is all a made-up story in my head, too. It's fictional, so take, a, take with it what you want. But I'm just saying to you, remember who you are, okay? Even when you're up against the wall and insurance is staring you straight in the face saying you want to keep this relationship or do you want to you know part ways take a deep breath okay there's a couple ways to de-escalate and i'm here to share that with you before i leave yeah typically in this fictionalized version of my life when something like this happens my blood pressure gets high right and i start to get angry right but i did learn a couple techniques and therapy to help you along the way and some of it may sound strange but some of it may actually indeed help you out. One is EFT, and this is the emotional freeing technique. What is it? It is just what it sounds like. It's emotional and you free yourself. Now, stress, fictional stress, as I mentioned yesterday from yesterday's fictional world in which fictionalized Robert Patrick James Cahill works a fictional job that is giving him gray fictionalized hairs. Yesterday, when I was upset, I could feel it. I could feel it. Like when I get anxiety, it's like in the back of my neck. Like I start to feel like I'm, my shoulders are raised, you know? So I just take two fingers, my left hand, two, and I extend them. And I firmly 
start to tap the area where I'm feeling stress. I tap it in a almost rhythmic way. Can you hear this? I mean, I'm obviously just counting to four, but I'm trying to keep count. And then sometimes I'll slow down the count. One, two, three, four. And then back and forth and back and forth. And what you're doing right there is you're actually de-escalating in a way because you're tricking both your left and your right side of your brain into focusing on something else. And the crazy thing about this crazy technique that people will, you know, be like, what are you doing over there, Bob? It works. Um, look, if you don't believe that you put out frequencies, if you don't believe you don't put out vibes, if you don't believe that you know your vibration actually makes a difference, then uh, you got to go. Sorry, you're off the podcast. But here's the deal. Your vibration, the vibes that you put out to the world, it's not made up, okay? It's a real deal, holy field. And the way that you interact with others can have both a positive or a negative effect. Say, for instance, your vibration wants something. It's a high, high goal of yours, right? Uh, what is it? For somebody who has, somebody who has, uh, you know, their sights on getting, uh, getting a scholarship to college, right? It's a long shot, right? Because there's lots of people in the puzzle, right? There's lots of people contending for the same spot as you. But if your vibration starts to match with the vibration of winning that scholarship and having gratitude for it in the present, excuse me, having gratitude for it now, right now, even though it hasn't happened, you're offering up praise, thanks that you have accepted this so graciously and you will do the best you can. These things do work, but it takes time and it also takes your spirit to be in a positive place. If you're not in a positive place like I was in my fictionalized world yesterday, one could lose it, you know? I'm sure many of you, maybe some of you, maybe none of you, I don't know, have quit your jobs. I've quit a few when I was young. And you know what? Maybe I will again in the future. But yesterday I was able to de-escalate myself completely, you know? And I was also able to forgive my boss, you know? Because despite the fact he could be a major pain, I still have to have respect for all, you know, even the boss, you know, and this is something new that, you know, my restored faith has taught me. It's like forgiveness ain't no, it ain't no thing to mess with. Like, it's like, it's the thing that really can bind the universe together, together, you know, and it's hard to explain. It's not the actual words of forgiveness. It's like the vibe of it. Something happens, you know. Transformation. It's a metamorphosis of emotions, feeling. So, yeah, I just, and I also, I, I heard my fictionalized boss like talk poorly about me to somebody else. And um, he didn't know I heard it, but I heard it. But he was doing that just to, get, just to get info out of the guy, kind of, you know, and like it hurt my feelings. But was he spewing? Negative thoughts? Yeah. Was he spewing lies? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm cool with it, man. Did I do EFT? Yeah, I did EFT too as well. <sighs> but also, I got to be honest with you, the thing that works, prayer. Okay? You can go to every single holistic center in the world. 
divulge in all sorts of transcendental meditations. You can do a whole bunch of crazy shit. But at the bottom... How's it going, man? How are you? Come on. But the most important thing, I think, is... uh, Man, that guy right there just said hello to. He looks like a... An artisan. (laughs) Not an artist. An artisan. Prayer will help you out, you know? And, like, I didn't really start praying until probably about two years ago. I'd prayed a lot as a kid. But... I try to talk to God. I also try to talk to Jesus. I try to separate it sometimes because it's fun to do, you know, because it's like they're both rooting for you. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Skipping work, right? (laughs) I should interview that guy, but I feel like a solo kind of guy today, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, I pray, and everything seems to absolve itself in a way i woke up today despite the fact that i was sick still had more work to do with a couple edits but i did it with grace and then i came out here to talk with you all because you need to know this your problems at work no matter how great they are present them to the lord present them to yahweh huh the dude that made you for god's sh- <laughs> i was gonna say god for god's god's sake dude like I'm telling you, all of your issues with the world, your boss, your insurance, present them to the Lord. It's the only place you really can turn to because you can make the mistake of, you know, filling your spouse's ears with your troubles and woes of the daily grind of occupation. And the thing that's crazy about that is you're telling somebody who has no power she has enormous power over me in the marital world, but I'm saying no cosmic power, no God power. You know what I'm saying? So if you pray to the Almighty, you might just see something mighty happen. I got an email or a text from my boss today saying, great job. With that being said, my name is Robert Patrick James Cahill, and this has been yet another episode of the highly controversial 